You know, it's been a rough few days for Chicago Bulls fans, and I think the morale around Bulls Nation is at one of the lowest points that it's been really since um since Acme took over and they've earned that right when you know in seeing your team not really do anything to improve at the not really they didn't do anything to improve at the trade deadline then you get comments from our president of basketball operations that doesn't really align with what we see from the team and then the team goes out and drops a game to the Brooklyn Nets in just a disrespectful fashion to their fan base we're going to talk about those things we're also going to talk about the Bulls apparently being the front runners to land Russell Westbrook according to Woj we're going to preview the Bulls versus Cavs game going down tonight and we're also going to dive into the voicemails it is Saturday, so it's a mailbag day. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm coming down with something. I'm a little sick, guys, but I'm going to fight through it because um, I'm also sick of these goddamn Bulls. But with that being said, the Bulls face the Cavs today. And the Cavs did face a late game yesterday. They, they, it was like at the end of the first half, it was already almost 11 p.m. Eastern time. So um, they, they, they played pretty late. They faced the Bulls tonight. They did get a win over the Pels, by the way. Um, but the Cavs, I, I expect this game to be a massacre. I'm not going to do heavy previewing like I do and talk about ranking here, ranking there. Where the I'm not going to do it today. I, just, I don't have it in me, and the Bulls suck. Um, and we know that the Bulls can compete with anyone, and this is the type of game after get, uh, dropping a game to the Brooklyn Nets that the Bulls do step in and maybe even get a dominant win. I, I, but I'm not predicting that. I'm not going to expect that from this team. I'm not really expecting much from this team for the rest of the season. Now, it, will they surprise me? Let's hope so. There is some possibility of that. We've seen it from the team before um, where they've won a game where we've just kind of gone into it and been like, hey, we don't, we're not looking too high on this team. And then they come out and just execute. So there is a possibility of that. And if that does happen, happen shout out to the bulls for doing it but at the end of the day it's this the way that i look at it is the bulls need to win they need to win a lot of games and you know whatever they do in this game against the cleveland cavaliers today we'll see uh defensively do they look a little bit better uh do we get a better performance from players overall do they actually shoot the ball like an nba team um like there's a lot of things that we that we can question on if this team's going to do is, is patrick williams going to be passive p again is he just going to be standing in the corner looking at things like a dumbass is io DeSumo going to be there with his mouth up is it is that is that how Iowa DeSumo is going to go through the game? Like all these things make sense, right? Like we'll see what comes from this Bulls team today, and I do hope that they can you know stand up and have a better output. And you know we'll see. Like this is a team that they have no wins against. They have not won a single game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, our last two games against them did end in ways after the last two minute report came out that we should have or maybe could have been in better position to win those games. But we'll, at the end of the day, we'll see. Whatever happens with this Bulls team is going to be told on the court, and we'll see if they actually have a little bit more pride about themselves after losing to a team in the Brooklyn Nets that had just been together for a couple of days. Like, so, you know, we'll end up seeing that. The Bulls have, I don't even know if they are a team that even gets motivated by embarrassment. This team may be too stupid to embarrass. I don't know, right? The players have to have some type of pride, and we haven't seen that consistently. We've seen a little bit of it at times. Like, and shout out to Vooch and Zach Levine, the only two players in that game who really even 
played to give us a chance to even be formidable in that game. And Zach Levine had a terrible fourth quarter, but, you know, we'll end up seeing what comes from this game. But I'll tell you what, I'm not hopeful. I think a massacre is coming. I think a massacre is coming, and I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to come into this game with a huge amount of confidence because they've just kicked the Bulls' ass all fucking season. So we'll end up seeing what that turns into. But one of the more interesting things to come out, well, let me not say interesting, kind of one of the expected things, uh, Woj came out and said that the Bulls are reportedly the front runners to land Russell Westbrook if he's bought out. Now, the interesting part about this is the if portion of there, because apparently Russ has told uh, the the Utah Jazz and their ownership and their, and their front office that he w- is willing to finish out the season there. Now, when you look at the Jazz, um, the motivation in in, in, in buying out uh, Russell Westbrook is just because you may not want him on his team and you knew he may not be there. But if he's willing to, to be there, what's the point of buying him out? You might as well get something out of him. So, you know, we'll see if he is bought up. I still do think, and I think kind of the, the common thought process around the league is that he is going to get bought out and um you know that's something that you know if if it does happen you know should the bull sign and we actually have a voicemail on that so i'm not going to go into that too heavily now but uh you know we'll end up seeing and you know i, I mean at this point i think that even if the bulls did sign russell westbrook is it more one of those plays to be like look look we did something or is it is it something that that AK, the coaches have actually thinks is going to help this team in their playoff push. And that really remains to be seen. I'm not too hopeful. Um, but as you guys know, and if you've seen my last couple of videos, I'm kind of at a place right now just being down on the Bulls team overall. But we'll see what turns into and what it turns into. Uh, but all right, let's go ahead and get into the voicemails today. This first one, this is from Shay, leaving probably his boy, v- best voicemail ever. What's up, man? This is Shay. You know, this may not be a, a Chicago Bulls take, but this pertains to the Chicago Bulls. For all of y'all that's wanting top free agents, after seeing what happened with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, Chris Paul and James Harden, this Lakers experiment and this Brooklyn Nets experiment, this should really change your mind on wanting to get big stars and trying to pair up super teams and all of that. Because let's face it, more times than not, they haven't worked out. You know, Everybody's talking about, oh, Kevin Durant getting traded to the Phoenix Suns or or Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Look, unless you have a system in place like the Miami Heat did when they got LeBron and Bosh or like Golden State did when they had Kevin Durant or like when or like Greg Popovich from San Antonio Spurs, that super team shit won't work. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? If you if we do get somebody that could take the pressure off of Zach Levine, Vucevic, and hey, or even DeMar DeRozan, and something that we need, we probably could be about the team. But let's stop as a team, y'all. Let's just stop trying to get these big name superstars like Kevin Durant and all of that and all of them names in here, because by the looks of it, by the looks of it recently, in recent years. That shit, that shit's not working. The super team shit, it just doesn't pan out more times than not. And at this point, I'm pretty much over the super teams and wanting the big name free, free agents. Now, unless they start performing well and we actually do get a guaranteed championship, okay, then my mind will change. But at this point, man, I'm over it. Anyway, hey, tell me what you think. All right, Shay, in saying that the super teams and their recent failings, and this is a great point. Now, you did say that they didn't come together, and then you pointed out some instances in which they did uh, work out. And what I, what I saw in that is the common thing is having a strong head coach. When you look at the Miami Heat, Eric Spoelstra, a strong head coach. Now, of course, at that time, we really didn't know just how good of a coach Eric Spoelstra was, but... 
a strong head coach. When you look at the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, a strong head coach. You even mentioned Greg Popovich. I really have never looked at the Spurs being a super team. But even then, in the, in the way that that talent came together, guess what? A strong head coach. That's really what it all comes down to, is how strong is the head coach. And the fact of the matter is, we don't have a strong head coach in Billy Donovan. And so it's always fans are always going to clamor after going after the big-name free agents because this is still the NBA. It's a star-driven league, and usually you have to have one of those generational-type talents um, to, to, to win a championship. So, you know, I, I get where Shea's going at is not, is not clamoring after every big-name free agent and wanting all these trades because, yes, a lot of them haven't worked out. When you look at the Brooklyn Nets, and how that team worked out. And one of the things that, I, that I'm pointing to with that team is that's a team that the players put together. Kyrie and KD wanted to play together. They end up recruiting uh, Harden. Harden then wants out, and then everything kind of falls. They even pick their coach, things like that. So when I look at it, I, I look at it as this. Um, you have to have a strong head coach to step up to players, and then those players have to buy into that system. And the fact of the matter is you have to have a coach that has a mindset on how to use the players and how to fit the dominoes and Legos together. Not dominoes. I don't know if that's really the right analogy I wanted to go with there. But you have to have those type of things in place if you're going to – for any superstar. Because superstars in a league where the player empowerment – movement is going you have to have a strong front office that has a plan to build around that superstar or superstars if you're lucky to have a uh, multiple of them and then you also have to have a strong head coach and smart head coach that not only can come up with a game plan to make those players games come together but also to just build the team build up the morale leave that team so what i'll say is this i, I, I bulls fans and fans in general of sports are never going to stop clamoring after stars of that of that sport to come to their franchise but you, the way that you put it together there has to be a vision by the front office and then you have to have a head coach that's strong enough smart enough and the x's and O good enough coach to make it all fit together because when you look at it like the the miami heat that their first almost season as a whole that team did not fit together very well you had you you know you it was more so the you get a quarter i get a quarter uh they get a quarter but then over time that team just learned to play together better and so then then we saw them go on runs then we saw them win titles uh and then uh as far as the golden state warriors you just had a coach and steve kerr that just understood and built a system that every one of those dangerous players were able to go off and then bringing in kd another ball dominant player he just figured out a way to make it work and they found success so i think that that's kind of the bigger story there is that, yes, you, you, you can bring in stars, but do you have the franchise and the framework in place at, in your franchise and your coaching staff that is going to be able to support and match up to the star power of those superstars to basically be, be able to still hold on to leadership and not let those stars run away with your franchise? All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey uh, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Man. Uh, I keep hearing a lot of talk about uh, Russell Westbrook coming to Chicago, how he might be a good fit to get the scoring off the bench, but I just don't see it. I mean, we all get frustrated about how ball-dominant uh, DeMar is or how many uh, dumb turnovers that uh, gives or how certain guys can't shoot the three. I mean, Russell Westbrook's all of those things in one, so I don't see him being here, you know, improve Chicago at all. And I don't think John Wall does either. So, uh, I'm just in a bad mood because the Lakers took Vanderbilt from us. So, right now, I just think the Bulls should just stay away from, uh, those two guys. And if anything, I'd rather the, the Bulls got mellow off the street than anyone else. Cause at least he stretches the floor. At least he gives you offense off the bench. 
my only main concern is whether or not he's even in basketball shape because we haven't seen him in almost a year. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. All right, and Reginald brings up Russell Westbrook, and this is the voicemail I was talking about earlier and saying that, you know, we got a voicemail on this, so I wasn't going to go too heavily into it. And the fact of the matter is this. Russell Westbrook, as a bench player, averages 16, 6, and 7.5. And that can fit on any bench. Yes, he is a ball-dominant player. Yes, he doesn't play the best defense. But the difference of the matter is is that when you look at that bench lineup, our bench is is set to have a player that it can be ball-dominant and really can can – carry much of the scoring load. Now, I'm not saying that Russ is the perfect ideal for this team at all because he's not. But I do think that there is a way in which that can fit when you look at the fact that we really don't have a player off the bench that is just, hey, I'm about to get you a bucket. And it also takes some pressures off the off our starters in that starting lineup. And I do think there there is a way that that can work because then Russell also is a, is a willing passer. Kobe's still going to get his shots. Um, it's going to take some stuff away from Gorn. But then on top of that, uh, Caruso, he's a player that we don't want to shoot. What does he do best? He gets out in transition. He gets turnovers. He plays defense. That can get that out in transition with Russ, Javante when he comes back, and Andre Drummond. I do see a world in which that works. Now, again, Billy Donovan would have to coach that team. He would have to coach that second unit. He'd have to come up with a scheme, but I do think that it could work. Is it perfect? No, it's not. And as far as Melo, it doesn't seem like Melo's going to be playing basketball. If the Bulls were going to bring him in, he's been on. he's been out there all, and I saw so I get the thought and idea around uh, Carmelo, but I just don't see it happen. I don't, I don't think it, it's happening. But great voicemail from Reginald there. You guys can let me know what you think on it down below. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Auntie. Hey, what's the word, Bird? It's an Auntie Goon. Sad, pissed the fuck off. Um, first of all, I'm gonna start off about. I'm gonna start off with your chat first. You got some stupid motherfuckers on your chat. What the fuck he means? It comes to the shot. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It ain't because of no motherfucking shots, you dumb motherfucker. They've been fucking up since the season started. Hell, they've been fucking up since Alonzo Ball got hurt last uh last season. What Bulls team you watching? You one stupid motherfucker. I ain't, you about the worst motherfucker that came on the chat, bro. Hey, bro, next time you come on this motherfucking chat, just sit back and just listen and learn something. Don't say shit, because you stupid as hell. That's about the dumbest shit I ever heard. It's because of some fucking shots or some fucking shots of history or some shit like that. Whatever the fuck you said, that was dumb, bro. Just shut the fuck up. Just come on the broadcast. You want to come over there? Miss, don't say shit. You stupid. Um, now back to the Bulls. Um, I don't know. It was embarrassing how we lose to a team that just got put together yesterday. Then I go on AK, you know, on the Bulls, they give a little press conference. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that you missed about. 
I don't understand what the fuck. He was talking about, man, you know this team struggle. You know this team ain't playing well. They don't play together. Billy Gunn, too, and ass don't give a fuck. These, they not listening to Billy. They do what the fuck they want to do. Everybody's standing around. Everybody's walking. That's why you can't get no fast break because everybody want to jog down the motherfucking court or walk down the motherfucking court. Tonight, everybody's standing around. Um, not, no pacing. They looking at Brooklyn doing what the fuck they want to do. I'm just trying to figure out what. Um, Bones Tiger, whatever the fuck his name is. You could have got him for a little bit nothing. They got him for two, what, two second round draft picks or some shit? And you tell me you ain't see shit out there? And we, we fucked up? What you waiting on? Lonzo Ball to come back next season? Oh, I guess that's what y'all waiting on. Y'all gonna be, keep playing the way y'all playing. Y'all gonna be right next to Lonzo Ball. At the fucking, the crib. Looking at this shit on TV, tell me what the fuck y'all should be. You goofball Jamal. Y'all can, Dumb motherfuckers. I'm so sick of y'all. Like, I'm just irritated with y'all. Y'all embarrassing. Y'all make my ass itch. Like, I, I can't stand you motherfuckers. Billy, Lamar, Roots, Kobe, all you motherfuckers need to go. Y'all looking, I ain't, I'm not, uh, I'm not the GM or the CEO. My shit would have been cleared a long time ago. I would have been cleared that shit. Everybody would have been fucking gone. Zach, your ass too. I'm sick of your ass too. I don't give a fuck. Everybody would have been fucking gone. This is embarrassing. This is some bullshit. Fuck you mean you ain't see shit out there. Bulls just don't want to spend no motherfucking money. That's they motherfucking problem. And you guys know, usually when Auntie has a voicemail, I ain't got nothing to say afterwards. I will say this. The not spending money aspect of this team is frustrating as hell and it's frustrating for a few different reasons it's frustrating because um you know we've been rumored to be in line for some free agents and trades we just don't want to go over the luxury tax now again as i've always said and i'm always going to say paying the luxury tax does not automatically mean that your team is going to be good or be a contender but when you have a team that has a high level of salary already um, we're at we're we're over the salary cap, but we're not into the luxury tax. I think sometimes there's a misconception that the Bulls don't go over the cap. We are over the cap. There's there's uh, some space there between over the cap and the luxury tax. The Bulls spend over the cap regularly, so they spend money. But it's just that when you need to add some things to your team, sometimes, especially because you're not, we haven't always attracted the best free agents, and I don't know how that. The perception around the Bulls has changed if we are since AK is taking over. If we can get some big time for agents, but you have to usually trade for those people to get them. And usually in trades, sometimes it's you incentivize other teams by trading and taking on more salary than you send out, and that would send the Bulls into the luxury tax. So it really just depends on if this team is like, and we I know we've heard it all the time. Jerry is willing to pay the 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 luxury tax for a contender. But what does that mean? Does that mean you're willing to pay to become a contender? Are you willing to pay to keep a contender together? Because to me, we've paid the luxury tax once in the luxury tax era. And to me, that team was almost a team that was willing to compete. And then we started seeing us trade away pieces because the Reinsdorfs didn't want us to go into the luxury tax. And again, yes, Derrick Rose was hurt. So there was some question around how much he was going to return. And if he did return, was he even going to be the same player? But that was a team that you could have paid to keep together and we were damn near eastern conference finalists even without derrick rose being there so like i I just have my doubts around the reinsdorf's willingness to pay the luxury tax but again it's up to the front office within the framework of whatever the ownership gives right so that's any team if the ownership gives you a framework to live within it's up to that front office to find a way to make a successful team based upon that framework that the ownership gives you so you know yeah we're a cheap ownership uh, group and that's unfortunate but uh like we all know that's the thing and it's up to ak to find a way to build a team that can compete with that framework because he accepted the job and if he did his research and due diligence he should have known 
it was going to be highly unlikely that we were about to pay the luxury tax to build a team. So, you know, that's my thought on that. Shout out to Goon for always. Goon went off on y'all. But let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Michael Korn. What's up, Michael Korn here? Um, you were livid yesterday. I heard your commentary after the game. Uh, spot on, and Thanks for speaking uh, for a lot of us and how we feel. Uh, Acme, um, they perhaps had a really good plan A coming into this. But it collapsed, obviously. And watching this press conference, it's clear and just reinforces everything we've been saying, that they have no plan B. Um, he, uh, you know, said, that here's a quote from his press conference yesterday, it's very hard to make deals as a buyer in a buyer's market. We thought the best opportunity for those deals were going to be during the draft or free agency. Some of those deals will be, again, on the table in the summer. That's bollocks, you know. Uh, as far as the same deals being there in the summer. There's an old uh, wise saying, you can't step into the same river twice. Um, it's just uh, really clear that uh, the lack of passion, the lack of energy that the Bulls players have is on them, but it also stems from the organizational flaws. And, um, yeah, it was, it's just, maddening to think that AK or Acme will you know, say what they do, expect, expecting Bulls fans to just absorb it and go, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're doing. That's just such bullshit. Um, looking forward to the mailbag show, to hear your auntie uh, really, uh, again, hammer away. At, um, it's not even hammering away. It's just uh, articulating what so, much, so many of us are feeling as longtime Bulls fans. When you say Bulls fans, as Bulls fans, we deserve better, absolutely, 100%. Um, if you're a Bulls team, you got to earn the respect of the fans, uh, even more than your audience of general manager and ownership. you got to play for not just yourselves, but you got to play for the city. you got to play for the fans. And we have really high standards, considering we've had rock-bottom teams, and we've had the best teams, uh, uh, you know, Bulls need to get their shit together. So fed up with the season. Love the show. Thanks for all the content you provide uh, when you need to take a break. And I think everyone here will understand that uh, you got to wrap your mind around something else because this shit could kill you. Um, like I look at every other team. Every other team is a team I go like, Wow, I do, there's so much more hope with that team and what they've got than what the Bulls have built. Anyway, thanks a lot. Sorry for the dog barking. I got to take her out and actually got to get back to her. Thanks, Hayes. Bye-bye. And this is a – Michael Korn is usually always on point. As a matter of fact, all the callers today are on point. And I do want to also say – if I did not get to your voicemail today, remember, we have two mailbag episodes on the weekend, usually because you guys call so much. We got tons of voicemails, of course, with the trade deadline. So if I didn't get to your voicemail on, on today's episode, it will be on Sunday's episode. But great. Acme not having a plan B. And I've never really thought about it that way, but it's really evident when you think about it. It's like, when, just think about it. He put this team together with Lonzo, and then all we've heard so far, oh, well, we liked what we how we looked with Lonzo. Oh, well, if we get Lonzo back, you know, we think we're pretty confident in what this team could look like. And it's like, okay, yeah, we did look really good. We Shout out to those 25 games where the Bulls looked amazing. But what is it going, what did it, what, at what cost, right? At what cost, what did it take to get there? So, you know, we'll see what it ends up turning into for the Chicago Bulls. Um, 
but yeah, Acme not having any play, it really doesn't seem like he's found a way to really kind of rebuild that team on the fly. Not complete rebuild, because I know that word is triggering in a lot of books. Not completely rebuild, but to kind of figure out a way to keep this team firing on all cylinders because we're not going to have Lonzo. And the fact of the matter is, Lonzo is not walking through that door anytime soon. And now we got the report and expectation that Lonzo is expected to be shut down for the rest of the season officially once we uh, get to the All-Star break. So it's going to be more bad news coming for the Chicago Bulls. And AK, I'll tell you what, this offseason is the offseason. We need to see what the plan B is not even the plan B. You have to you have to have a new plan A at this point uh, going into the next season. And so you didn't do anything at this trade deadline. You said you wanted to look at the the this team over the remaining twenty eight games. Cool, because if you look at this team and you you don't come up with something to make us better, AK, I got some issues with you, bro. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the next voicemail. This one's from uh, the last one. This one's from Eight Lives. What's going on here? This is Eight Lives, man. I taught myself giving you a mailbag. Before the trade deadline, but I wanted to see something else at the trade deadline and all the uh, little BS that went on. Definitely terrible they lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Man, they deserve all the criticism. But as far as um, the front office, bro, my in my opinion, high seed, I ain't really, I'm just saying, in my opinion, bro, I ain't really mad that the Bulls ain't make no trade for a couple of reasons. One, really can't even coach the goddamn players we got. Ain't no use of bringing no, you know what I'm saying, heavy uh, 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 different players to this team, and Billy, you know what I'm saying? He 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 having trouble coaching. That's how I see it. Um, I could see him dealing with Westbrook because he dealt with him before, but I wouldn't be. I'd be. But if I was AK, you know, these are his first two years, just like his little baby, he probably just want to see see it through. You know what I'm saying? Give his people a little chance, you know. And uh, you know, I believe if 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 if, if we go go terrible. He's going to bust it open, you know, next year. When I say bust it open, just make some adjustments, make the real adjustments. But I don't really think we should have really made no trade. I think we just was minding everybody else's business. It looked good. Uh, we could have moved a couple of pieces. Caruso, I believe, you know what I'm saying? There's a couple of pieces we could have moved. But I want to see what these dudes going to do, man. Win, lose, or draw, bro. I think that's my opinion on that. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. They, But they definitely got a lack of heart, man. You was, you was, you was on point. You know, after the after Brooklyn loss, man, I just think Demar was caught up in them trades, man, them heavy name trades, man. He 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 decided he he had a lack of heart when he was shooting his free throws, was just bogus. They wasn't crisp like he was. This is like he didn't even care. But I ain't gonna kill him for one night. We'll see what they do the rest before the uh, All Star break. Holla at you, bro. All right, eight lives. Uh, talked about Billy's coaching. And so I love this, right? Because even if the Bulls, and I've said this before, this is this is the mindset that I have when it comes to the Bulls fans to say, let's blow it all up and retool. Okay, to retool, that means we're gonna have a we're gonna be a young team with getting a lot of hopefully high draft picks at that point. What has Billy Donovan showed us to make us believe that he's gonna be able to develop those players, right? So that and then even to Shay's voicemail earlier saying, Well, if the Bulls you know, brought up superstars. Okay, what, what do we have a strong enough head coach, right? Billy's coaching hurts. Billy's lack of leadership hurts this team. Billy's lack of a development plan for the players that are playing hurts this team. All those things play a part into where the bull, why the Bulls are where they are right now. And I don't know if we have the head coach that is going to support when we are ready. And I've always said, I've always said that Billy Donovan is not going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bulls whenever we do become a championship team again. Now, especially if it's not for another 30 years, then of course, but I just don't think I don't see that in Billy Donovan. Um, and again, that's not to say it's all on him, but he is definitely a big part 
of the problem. You guys can let me know what you think down below. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episode tomorrow, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.